Hello, good afternoon and good morning to American participants. Welcome to the Auto One Group First Quarter 2023 Results Presentation. I'm Philip Reichersdorfer, Group Treasurer. As always, I'm joined today by Christian Bertman, our co-founder and CEO, and Marcus Boser, our CFO. We will start with the presentation, followed by questions and answers. If you would like to ask a question, please raise it via the usual Zoom Q&A tool at the bottom of your screen. We will then call on you to ask your questions directly of management. Before I hand over, I must make you aware of the safe harbor provisions at the beginning of the presentation here. These will apply to any forward-looking statements made by management today. And now over to Christian. Hi, everyone from Berlin, and welcome to this AutoOne Group Q1 earnings call. So Q1 was a strong quarter for us. We continued to execute our customer-centric strategy across all areas of the AutoOne platform. And as a result, we delivered a strong pickup and growth in Q1 in many key metrics and achieved the highest level of gross profit ever. We further strengthened our leading platform by making our products even more convenient, and we continue to invest into providing the best possible experiences everywhere. We improved EBITDA substantially quarter over quarter, marking an important further milestone on our path to group break even towards the end of this year. From a strategic point of view, we continue to leverage our unique market position and we remain very excited by the opportunity ahead of us. Running Europe's largest used car wholesale platform enables us to invest into highly attractive opportunities. With AutoHero, we have built the leading online retailer in Europe, shaping the used car market of the future. And under our financing arm, we continue to build up a growing consumer loan portfolio, which has now a total size of more than 212 million euro and will become a major source of profitability in the future. We believe that we can add even more synergetic products to our platform going forward and aim at strong market share growth in each of our segments. Taking a look at financials, we delivered strong growth in both units and gross profit in the first quarter of this year. Total unit sales were 157,000, compared to 150,000 in Q4 of last year. Group gross profit hit a new record level of 132 million euro for Q1. That is 17.5 million euro more than in Q4. I am very proud of our team delivering this outstanding result in a used car market environment, which is still at historically low volumes. After several quarters, of strong market headwinds, we now observe more stable volumes in our market. Quarter over quarter, European volumes grew 4.7%. However, used car transactions remained flat year over year, continuing their very low absolute transaction levels. Growing in line with the quarter over quarter market development, our quarterly market share remained the same at 2.34%, despite the price volatility we observed between the fourth and the first quarter. In line with our strategic goal of improving price transparency in our market, 
we launched the Auto One Group Price Index in April, which is providing great insights into used car market pricing. By leveraging our unparalleled transaction data of around 3.6 million historic car transactions, this pioneering index tracks the monthly evolution of wholesale used car prices across Europe. The starting point of the Auto One Group Price Index is January 2015 with a reference value of 100. And from now on, we will publish updates on a monthly basis. To comment on the latest development, we can say that after the steep price decline in Q4 of last year, we are now observing a more stable price environment in Q1. So overall, prices slightly increased by 1% from January to March. And with the most recent data, the price index slightly decreased again by 1.5% from 150.9 in March to 148.7 in April. So let's take a more detailed look at the performance of our merchant segment. In Q1, we saw a positive trajectory with our merchant business when comparing with Q4 of last year. We saw 139. This meeting is being recorded. That is 3.4% more than in Q4. We take a look at merchant GPU, that was 769 euro in Q1, which is at the high end of our medium-term range, and one of the best levels we have seen so far. Merchant GPU significantly improved from Q4, where it was impacted by the sharp decline in used car prices. Our optimized inventory turn strategy led to this majorly improved merchant GPU beating also the pre-war Q1 value of 2022. Merchant gross profit was 107 million euro in Q1. That is 17 million euro more than in Q4. So now let's switch to retail segment performance. Taking a look at retail, we can say that Auto Hero had a very successful first quarter. Our retail segment grew strongly in units and revenue. And at the same time, we continued our track of, of improving unit economics, which remains a key priority for our team. AutoHero delivered a record number of 18,100 units compared to 14,600 one year ago, a year-over-year increase of 24%. Revenue climbed to 284 million, which is 16% more than in Q1 of last year, and 19 million euro more than in Q4. Also, retail GPU was strong for Q1. We achieved a new record of 1,349 euro, representing an increase of 88% year over year. This consistent improvement of retail GPU over the last five quarters makes us confident in continued growth and progress towards our GPU of target of 1,500 for Q4 and our long-term target of 3,000 euro. I am impressed by our retail team achieving 25 million euro of gross profit, a more than twofold increase compared to 10.4 million one year ago. 
Retail gross profit continued to be a major contributor of total gross profit for the group. It made up 19% of the group's total gross profit in Q1, and that is an increase of 126% compared to Q1 of last year. Customer experience. Our customers remain in the front and center of everything we do. And as a result, our customer satisfaction continues to be at strong levels starting into the year. In Q1, we achieved a high NPS of 68, which is one point up compared to Q1 of last year. Our excellent trust pilot score of 4.6 across all markets is stable year on year, validating our high internal NPS values externally. We believe that providing great customer experiences allows us to build one of the strongest brands in this industry and will lead to continued high growth rates for our retail business in the future. Taking a look at production. So in-housing our production volume remains a core driver of our profitability strategy. We ramped up the in-house volume from 6% of all units produced in January of last year to 62% in March. So as of now, almost two-thirds of all Auto Hero vehicles are being refurbished in our own production centers, and we continue to increase volumes towards our goal of 90% in-house share until the end of this year. Our production center in Brandenburg is our flagship facility, where we decrease the production cost per unit in Q1 to 710 euro, a reduction of 460 euro compared to Q1 of last year. And across all our production center, costs in Europe are close to that Brandenburg facility with 810 euro per unit, a decrease by 25% compared to Q1 of last year. And if you look at the combined cost track of all internal production centers, that demonstrates that we're able to reproduce the learnings from our first center across our European footprint. I'm very proud of this, these achievements of these achievements of our production teams that are strong over the last couple of quarters. We continue to make external production more efficient, which is good to see. Um, but if you look at external production only, those costs are on average 56% higher than in Brandenburg, which shows you again the importance of our own facilities. If we take a look at marketing and retail, we continue to improve marketing efficiency, and as a result, marketing cost per car delivered decreased to a new low of 700 euro over the course of Q1. That is a 68% decrease from Q1 of last year and 200 euro less per car delivered compared to Q4. So this is a major success, and I'm happy that we look good against our year-end target of 500 euro. While reducing marketing costs on the one hand, we in parallel enhance sales conversion on the other hand. We strongly improved sales conversion, which we measure as the number of AutoHero units sold as percent of total web traffic. And we increased that number by 160% in Q1 year over year. We see those strong improvements as a validation of our long-term brand strategy. We are expecting to continue our path of conversion optimization while keeping high levels of brand awareness, leading to further efficiency of marketing costs per car delivered in the future. So if we summarize Q1 and take a look 
at what's coming up, this slide here is from our full year results presentation just a couple of weeks ago. If we compare Q1 results with the outline strategy for the full year, then Q1 is a good step forward. We grew retail GPU once again. We improved unit cost per delivery in retail once again, and therefore overall retail profitability. We grew merchant GP strongly in a quarter over quarter comparison, and together with retail GP, achieved the highest level of gross profit in the history of the company. That did not only make merchant more profitable, but also improved the overall bottom line by nearly 11 million euro. We are almost happy with our cost base for now, so we believe that the next step for merchant is more volume growth at strong GPUs in order to hit our Q4 profitability target. We are convinced that we are pulling the right levers to transition our business from high growth rates at negative cash flows to high growth rates at positive cash flows, enabling our platform to trade a steadily growing share of the European market in the years to come. And with that, let me hand over to our CFO, Marcus. Thanks, Christian. <clears throat> Looking at our Q1 financial results, our top line revenue in units showed stability and growth relative to the volatility of Q4. The Q1 is generally the strongest quarter of the year as it has the least amount of holidays. On a year-on-year basis, the top line comparison was impacted by an extremely strong post-COVID Q1 2022, and our near-term focus has been on bottom line, where our, where our efforts are beginning to bear fruit. As Christian mentioned, we are we achieved our highest gross profit ever, driven by improving GPUs in our merchant business as a result of faster inventory turns and improved pricing, as well as both higher units and higher GPUs in the retail business. Our adjusted EBITDA of minus 25 million a 47% year-over-year improvement reflects both higher gross profit and ongoing cost discipline. Turning to the EBITDA improvement in more detail, we remain well on track to achieve EBITDA break-even by Q4 this year. Our improved trading result drove a sequential improvement of 17.5 million euros in gross profit, with marketing discipline contributing a further 6 million euros in quarterly improvement. Internal logistics improved slightly by 1.4 million, a reflection of the partial easing of the particularly high logistics challenges in Q4 of last year. The logistics costs remain high from a historical perspective. We've maintained our discipline and payroll, remaining flat on a quarterly basis. Other income reduced by almost 4 million, primarily results of lower prior year income. Of the 9.9 million increase in other OPEX, the largest amount relates to certain currency exchange losses and prior year corrections, and we don't expect these to repeat. We would expect the other OPEX amount to return to Q4 2022 quarterly levels or better in the quarters going forward. Our overall gross profit growth and OPEX discipline makes us comfortable with our path to adjusted EBITDA break-even in Q4 2023. In Q1, we generated 24 million of cash, as a result of improvements in our operating performance and inventory management, offset by reducing drawings under our inventory ABS by 110 million. Our firm-wide focus on inventory turns, which we will discuss in the following page, enabled us to reduce inventory by 191 million from 628 to 427 million euros. As a result, we end the quarter with 566 million of cash and 455 million of committed inventory capacity in the form of our non-recourse ABS facility. We also increased our consumer loan portfolio in Germany and Austria by 26 million, 
which by way of reminder is financed by our 250 million euro non-recourse consumer loan asset-backed securitization. While we expect negative free cash flow for the next few quarters, this cash and liquidity position leaves us in a very strong position to complete our journey towards profitability and free cash generation. In Q1, we substantially improved our inventory terms through a change in policy, data analytics, and increased firm-wide focus. We accomplished this through the better data and analytical quality of our inventory algorithms, which in turn also enables us to purchase new inventory more proactively. This was accomplished across both our retail and merchant businesses. While we may see an increase in retail inventory in the short term, as we restock from the very high levels, a very high level of sales in Q1 with the resulting uptick in turns, we believe that the success we are having here represents a sustainable step change in our inventory strategy with the corresponding strengthening of our cash position. Finally, to our guidance. We maintain all our guidance targets that we provided in our Q4 call, but can provide the following color. On retail units, we keep guidance of 65 to 70,000 units, but feel more comfortable at the top end. On merchant units, from what we see in units in the market right now, we would be towards the lower half of guidance, but this does not include potential increases in supply at the back of the year. As a result, we maintain our overall group unit guidance of 625 to 690,000 units. On gross profit, we keep our targeted guidance range of 500 to 550 million euros, but feel comfortable that we are making progress towards consistently improving gross profit. Finally, on adjusted EBITDA, we believe that we're making solid progress, but maintain our guidance of negative 60 to negative 90 million euros for now. To reiterate and repeat what Christian said earlier, we believe we're taking the right steps now to transition our business from high growth rates of negative cash flows to high growth rates of positive cash flows enabling our platform to trade a steadily growing share of the European used car market in the years to come. With that, I'd like to open the floor for questions. Hi, everyone. I'm Gary, your Zoom operator. Before we get started, we would like to review a few technical items to make sure that you can interact with us today. At the bottom of your Zoom window, you will find three buttons, audio settings, Q&A, and chat. Audio settings. Clicking audio settings will bring up the audio preferences for this webinar. Please make sure that the most appropriate audio device is selected here. As a viewer in this session, your microphone will remain muted, as will your video. Q&A. Please submit your questions via the Q&A icon. Click the Q&A icon and a window will appear where you may submit your question. Once received, Philip will moderate the questions and ask the authors to address the management live. At this point, I will open up the line for you and you will need to unmute yourself before you're able to speak. We will address as many questions as possible live during today's session, but may respond to some questions offline after the event. Thank you, Gary. And we will start with uh, Catherine O'Neill from Citibank. Hi, Catherine. Your line is now open. Please unmute and ask your question. Great. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple. I was actually just typing another one in the box. Um, so, yeah, my first question is on the Merchant GPU, which, as you mentioned, um, increased significantly versus the fourth quarter. So I just wondered how sustainable that uh, level is as we progress through this year. 
um, and into 2024. And then my second question actually was just if you could provide an update on sort of financing penetration levels, you've seen any changes there and where you are in the process of um, sort of securitizing the loans, which I think is potentially one of the big kickers for your retail GPU in the longer term. Marcos, do you want to comment on GPU? Sure. Um, so we think that the merchant GPU uh, is um, sustainable at the at, you know, roundabout the levels that we have right now. I think uh, historically we had given the guidance of between 675 and 800. Uh, we obviously hit the, the top ends or the, you know, towards the higher end of that. Um, and uh, I think the, the impact that we saw, you know, when we were just outside the bottom end of the range in Q4 was very much driven by that extremely fast decline in, um, in pricing, uh, in that, in that one quarter. I think, um, I think we, we uh, adjusted very quickly, um, and I think have, have also adjusted our own pricing algorithms as well as sales speeds and feel very comfortable that we are going to continue to be solidly in that range um, for the rest of the year on the merchant side. Um, maybe on the second question on the financing penetration rates, um, you know, I think those have come down a little bit uh, over the past uh, quarter or two, uh, primarily as a result of increasing interest um, uh, interest rates. Uh, therefore, I think, you know, cash buyers are in a lot of cases then um, advantaged relative to uh, financing buyers. Um, nonetheless, I think they still remain, as I said, on, on the one hand, we, we have our, um, our internal financing in Germany and Austria, which had, uh, you know, been around about the 50% rate. It's a little bit lower than that, but still, um, in the, you know, kind of solidly in the, in the forties. And, um, and then we have the external financing, which has historically been lower than that. And so I think that's impacted, uh, both of them. In terms of the securitization, uh, that's still on track for the second half of 2024. Um, I think as we've talked about in the past, that's something that, you know, really for us to go to the public markets and go to the ratings agencies as well as public side uh, investors, they, they really want to see the full three years of performance history on that portfolio. And so as much as we'd like to, and I think uh, culturally want to get things done and move fast, it's it's one of those things which um, simply requires the if you want the the performance uh, or people to be able to see the performance of those those cohorts. So that remains on on track um, for the second half of next year. Thanks, Catherine. And with that, over to Nisla from Deutsche Bank. Hi, Nisla. Your line is now open. Please unmute and ask your question. Great. I hope you can hear me. Um, I have two from my end as well. The first is um, in Q4, we saw some impact as a result of the write down of prices in your EV fleet, particularly related to the Teslas. How did you mitigate this in Q1? Is there a risk of further price declines among the EV OEMs this year? Some color there would be great. Um, and my second question is on the Auto One Group Index. I mean, it looks like prices are easing on average, but you've kept your average ASPs for the group largely stable year over year and even quarter over quarter. Was there a mix effect that you benefited from? Um, and is the working assumption that prices could keep declining over the course of the year? 
Sankala would be great. Thank you. So I think I'm, uh, thank you, Nita. So on the first one, uh, with respect to, uh, Tesla pricing and, and, and EV pricing, I mean, obviously there's a lot of fluctuation, um, in that part of the inventory, in that part of the, the car market. <laughs> and it was also, uh, correspondingly in our inventory in Q4. So we are at the moment pretty much, uh, yeah, risk off uh on this on these types of cars. Um this means that we're trading them once we have a bit. So we trade them in, in the part of our business as so called risk free. Um and uh we feel more comfortable this way. Certain EV types are allowed. So it's not only Tesla that sees some volatility in the EV residual values um driven very much by their own pricing uh price action. Um but also other um EVs are not particularly stable at the moment in residual value. That's why our systems put most of them into um, risk-free trading at the moment. Some of them, um, cheaper ones, are is, is, is cars that we take on balance sheet still. Uh, and with respect to the index, yeah, so we look at the March and the April data points pretty much as a more stable price level. Um, so we do not see uh, imminent kind of threat of like a further massive reduction of prices. We believe that volume is stable, but we're definitely not on an um, uh, price level stable, but we're definitely not on an, uh, on an upward trend in prices right now. And uh, yeah, it's like, uh, as you're saying, it's uh, probably like a little bit of mix, um, uh, a mixed question. If we look at uh, ASP's Q1 over Q1 for the full business, um, our, are stable, yeah. It's that's more a mixed question, whereas the index really shows you kind of um, the the market development. Thank you. Thanks, Nisla. Uh, I think that actually already brings us to the end of our Q and A session. Uh, I guess it was a very strong quarter with uh, very clear messages. So, thank you, everybody. Uh, goodbye from Berlin. Okay, that was that was short. Thank you, everyone, and uh, see you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.